Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms and on the YouTube channel, The Subtext. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm quite well. I'm all right. What about you? Yeah, good. And I believe you've just celebrated a birthday. Uh, Yes, I was 29 yesterday, so that's nice and frightening. Um, (laughs) Not much to report. I don't feel any older. Woke up this morning, my my legs ached a little bit. But other than that, it feels the same, I think. Just just the achy legs. Rheumatism setting in. Yes, yes, I think gouts. so. You got some gouts? <laughs> I, might, I might just get them cut off, just do away with yeah. them. Probably for the best. I think that's, that's what you do when you get older. You just start losing limbs. Well, yeah, well, you know, you don't need them, so it's fine. No. <laughs> and in any case, we are here to discuss Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 today. Now, Modern Warfare 2 is number 69 on the Metacritic top 100 list and it has a score of 94 it's actually higher than modern warfare 1 so take that to mean whatever you think it will mean (laughs) yeah uh so how did you find the game first of all this time briefly yeah good i really like this game and i was really looking forward to going back to it when we completed um call of duty 4 a few weeks ago so I mean, I, I was going into this one looking forward to it anyway, and I enjoyed it. I completed it on Hardened, and it was it was a good time. It isn't too long, so it was quite nice to kind of just get it done quite quickly. But no, I, I enjoyed it this time around. So, I mean, that probably gives you, listener, an indication to how this episode is probably going to go for me, because I really like this game. Uh, how about you? Yeah, great time. Um, a lot of fun. Before I go into what was fun about it, uh, what version did you play on? Um, I played this on the PS4 Pro because it came out on um, PlayStation Plus a couple of months ago. So I downloaded it then because I had a feeling that it would be coming up relatively soon for us and I wanted to play it again anyway. So I played the digital version on the PlayStation Pro, well, PlayStation 4 Pro. What about you? Um, I played, I replayed the PS3 version through um, because, as you know, I was I was 97% on the trophies. Yeah. I'd done everything, including all the slogging to get 69 stars in the Spec Ops mode and completing the game on Veteran, which wasn't too bad, but the Spec Ops stuff was really <laughs> a challenge. And um, I got to 97%, but I'd not gone back and done all the intel. Yeah. So first I did a run through on PS3 to get all the intel, which was fun. And then I replayed it on the PS4, the remastered version, which came out this year, wasn't it? Or uh, last year? I think it might have been late last year. Yeah, one of the two. So it's, uh, so it's come out recently. And as you say, it was on PS Plus. So yeah, replayed that on Hardened as well. Um, I thought I'm not going to punish myself by doing Veteran at the moment. Because there's a few um, sticky points in there that make it probably a bit too too much stress. Macro safe house. 
Yeah, macro safe house and and the the mortars afterwards being the key area. Yeah. I'd say nightmare. Yeah, but I would say uh, generally speaking, it's I'd say it's quite a lot easier than uh, Modern Warfare One. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I mean, I I did that on veteran uh, this time through when we played it recently. That was a lot more challenging than this was on. It, this was on hardened, but it felt more like I would presume normal would feel like. I suppose. I think there's quite a big difficulty level with um, Call of Duty 4, whereas with this one, it seems a lot more, not beginner-friendly, but you can jump into it a lot easier. Because I remember um, when we did COD 4, you know, the um, the first section of the game where you run the gaunt, not the gauntlet, but like the trial oh, yeah, section yeah. of soap. I ran through that about four or five times and it kept telling me to play on regular, whereas the first time that I did the pits... Uh, this time around with Modern Warfare 2, I immediately got hardened and I thought I did really badly on it. So I was like, all right, fair enough. So I, I knew yeah. that this game is a fair bit easier than uh, Call of Duty 4. But yeah, I mean, I think it makes it more accessible. It makes it more fun. But saying that, I only played it this time around on hardened. I have completed it on Veteran before, I think on the Xbox 360, about 12 years ago or no not 12 years ago the game's not that 10 old 10 years ago probably about um seven or eight years ago i imagine so it's a lot easier but i i think i like it for that it's not it's not going to do your head and you're not going to kind of lose your time it's not punishing is it it doesn't feel unfair yeah whereas at times i think uh modern warfare one dipped into the unfair territory yeah um, yeah, uh, we both completed it on um, Veteran in the past, and this was a, a hardened run through. But yeah, I think the the the, um, the pit was a good example because yeah, it's significantly easier. You know, you don't have to use flashbangs. You don't have to time your reloads. Yeah, I mean, getting the uh, Veteran thing on that, you got to get a really good time, um, which I made sure I did every time just for, for pride's sake. But <laughs> means nothing really. Um, uh, pride yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we both had a, a good time with it, and you you mentioned you played this before. Yeah. What are some memories of playing it before? I I remember going with my friend to get this uh, when it came out. So I remember it was um, one of my friends from college, a guy called Marcus. His parents had gone on holiday for two weeks, and being seventeen, we're like, oh yeah, we'll all stay at Marcus's and. You know, it, it'll be a good time. It'll be like living on our own for a while. Um, so we were all staying at his. There were about four of us that were staying at his for a couple of weeks. And I remember we went into town the day that it came out after college, picked up a copy from game and then went back and I, I watched him play it mostly because I'd, I'd never really played the Call of Duty games before. And I'd only recently got an Xbox 360 at that stage because I'd been on a PS2 before that. So it wasn't really a series that I was following too closely. So I think this probably was my first Call of Duty game that I played. Um, But yeah, I've got very vivid memories of going to collect this game, even though I didn't own it, Um, going to collect it with him and going back to his place and playing it. And especially um, the part of the game where you're in space and you see the um, the Earth. Oh, yeah. And the uh, the missile comes up. I remember watching that with him that's and cool. being a bit blown away just by how the game looked. Yeah, and I think that's something to say. Um, I played the PS3 version first this time. What surprised me was how well it was holding up. Mm. It still looks really a nice game, running at 60 frames per second. And 
the remaster just makes it look even better. Um, yeah, my my memories. This wasn't my first Call of Duty. I think my first Call of Duty was Call of Duty Two on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, I recall you saying that before. I think that's a great game. I mean, um, there's Call of Duty Two Big Red One, which was the PS Two, the Xbox version, and then there was Call of Duty Two, which was a separate game. I think it was uh, Infinity Ward that made that, and it was only on the Three Hundred and Sixty. And it's a it's a great game. Mm. Um, and then there was then I played Call of Duty Three when it came out. Again, that just had mind-blowing graphics at the time. And then uh, Modern Warfare, obviously. Um, I didn't complete that straight away, but I did complete that within the year, and then I got Modern Warfare 2. So I was kind of already on board with the Call of yeah. Duty fr- uh, craze, but then I fell off um, probably about three or four years after that because it was just becoming, I don't know, too much, I think. Well, not not enough was changing. I, w- I was thinking before we started recording that Modern Warfare 2 coming out, because I think it was 2009, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I feel that that kind of era was when Call of Duty was really going into its prime, and it was going into its like yearly releases. It was kind of being churned out a bit, but there were some really good games released around that time. So, obviously in 2007 you had Call of Duty 4, which was great, and then uh, Call of Duty... Five World at War, World which at War. I know you don't like. I think um, no. the words you used to describe it in the last episode were um, World War Two to heavy metal. Um, <laughs> I know you're not a fan of that game. I I, I really like w- uh, World at War, and then you had Modern Warfare Two, and then I think after that it was Black Ops, the first Black Ops, which was great, and then Modern Warfare Three, which wasn't as good, and then Black Ops Two, which I know is pretty well beloved. So I think this period of time late. Uh, late noughties, early 2010s were when the Call of Duty uh, series wasn't in its prime, but they were putting out some pretty decent stuff. I'd say it had five years where it was really just um, smashing records and uh, everyone loved it. Everyone wanted it. And that was from the very first game um, because Modern Warfare was already struggling. No, no, sorry. um, Medal of Honor was already struggling by then. Yeah. And then Call of Duty came out and refreshed it. And it was a big PC game, and it was also on. I mean, I played I played Call of Duty Classic on the PS3, I think. Um, but yeah, it did really well on PC. I remember that much. And then that started the craze. And then yeah, until I'd say around maybe after Black Ops Two, it it fell off a bit. But I fell off before then. Now I I remember there was a sentiment amongst my friends and I that. Um, the Treyarch games, or Treyarch, never know how to pronounce that, um, were weaker than the Infinity Ward games. So we were never yeah. as big fans of World at War. Black Ops uh, was better than World at War, um, but I don't think it reached the highs of Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. I was always more and, interested in the zombies with the um, with the Treyarch Yeah, games. they were fun. They were really good, yeah. Especially we did some um, of that. What was the one that came out a few years ago? It was... Um, oh, man... The, the game that came out alongside the re-release of Modern Warfare. Oh, Infinite Warfare. Two. Yeah, it, uh, Infinite Warfare. The zombies in that game was fun because it was like a 1980s theme park or something. And that yeah, was, I remember that. That was quality. I really enjoyed that one. But I think that, that, that that's the main selling... Not the main selling point, but a big selling point for the Treyarch um, Call yeah. of Duty games is the zombies because they're always pretty decent. I remember the one in Black Ops. 
was great where you're in the um, that was good the pentagon with uh JFK, hey, fidel castro, fidel castro you? and uh richard nixon yeah that's cool yeah um yeah and uh i i was really excited for modern warfare 3 when that came out and Bit i just remember yeah being profoundly disappointed um and i remember battlefield 3 came out that same year and I really enjoyed Battlefield Bad Company 2. I've not played um, any of the Battlefields until Battlefield 1 a few years ago. I thought Battlefield Bad Company 2 was actually better than Modern Warfare 2 um, at the time. I remember thinking that. I remember having that thought. But um, then Battlefield 3 came out and I thought that was better than Modern Warfare 3 as well. Um, although it wasn't amazing itself. But I just found... Modern Warfare 3 to be quite a letdown. Yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't even say why because I don't really have that many memories of it apart from Paris with the Eiffel Tower coming down, running through the Paris streets. Mm. Um, there's a bit with soap and uh, yeah. price in a hospital. Price, yeah. Um, so I, I remember uh, snippets of it, but I don't remember anything um, too comprehensive. But that may be because I only played it through the once and never went back to it, whereas I went back to Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Lots of times, I mean, I can't even put into words how many hours I must have put into Modern Warfare 2. Uh, like I said, with the, with the Spec Ops mode, <laughs> yeah. I remember going through it with my friend. Uh, we were doing it co-op. And we did every mission um, apart from the oil rig at the end where you've oh, got juggernauts. several juggernauts and you've got, um, so you've got soldiers in between as well. Yeah. And he... Uh, I, I don't know. I think our timing was off, but we couldn't do it together. So one day I just um, set up uh, two controllers, put one controller to the side and just left the player at the beginning and just ran through it on my own really, really slowly and uh, managed to do it and got that. But that was um, that was when I was proud to get achievement or trophies and got that trophy and I was very happy, I remember. Right, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember doing the spec ops with... Um... With my mate Joe, who I think I mentioned in a couple of previous podcasts, who's quite big on the Call of Duty games. He's very good at online shooters. And I remember it was when uh, my my mum and stepdad had gone on holiday, so I was staying at home on my own for a week, I think. Um, and that seems to be a running theme with this game, me being left in houses on my own. Um, but I remember Joe Were came over. The kid from... Were you the kid from Home Alone? Yeah, I'm Macaulay Culkin. I'm just, uh, you know, I just look a lot younger. Um, but yeah, I remember staying up all night, um, playing the spec ops with Joe until it got to about 6am when we're like, okay, wow. And then that's when Tesco express opened. So we went over to Tesco, got some energy drinks and carried on playing. I've I've got some really good memories with this game. Yeah. And then the online as well. It's one of the only games that really got me with the online stuff. So I would, um, I would get home from, it was, it was work. I don't know. It must've been work at the time. Yeah, must have been work at the time. And um, got, get home from work and I'd just go straight online and play with different groups and I just loved it um, until I eventually fell off. Yeah. But yeah, I had, had a real blast with this game. Really, really strong memories. I played this game significantly more than Modern Warfare 1. Yeah, same. Okay, so on to our regular feature, Gameplay is King. Now, I just wanted to talk about this. With the gameplay itself, did it actually improve on the original in any ways i don't really think so i think it was pretty much the same there might have been a few tweaks here and there but if there were they were quite minor like i didn't really notice anything too different from call of duty 4 and i mean we played that game what a month ago recently 
So yeah. I feel we'd notice if there was anything major. So it didn't feel like there was anything that had changed too much. No, I agree. I think the only thing that struck me at the time was that there was a, a lot more emphasis on these um, on, on set pieces that were kind of interactive. You could even say quick time events, um, like with climbing the mountain with soap. Yes. And you've got your uh your gear for climbing the mountain and you're you're pressing r2 l2 r2 l2 to get to the top and you've got the bit where you're driving the the jeep into the plane so i feel like there are much more moments where control is taken away but you still have some inputs um even the final uh part of the game obviously you've got in in modern warfare one you've got a similar thing where you've got the gun and you're Uh, shooting um, and um here you've got the the uh the throwing knife and you get him yeah, in the eye shepherd so that's 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 fun um yeah so i just remember there being um, more of that stuff but i don't think i was against that at the time but it was just something that i noticed yes um yeah so it's interesting that this 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 game came out 2 years after modern warfare but they didn't feel the need to refine the gameplay and and to be completely honest the gameplay number 1 hasn't really advanced since then either not that much and no. it's still really fun to this day, I'd say. And it was definitely fun back then. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. It's um, it's it's the classic case of if it's not broken, you don't need to fix it, isn't it? Like the 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 mechanics in Modern Warfare Two worked really well, and mixed with upscale graphics slightly, because this game was two years um later as well yeah. with a decent story, there wasn't too much they needed to tweak. So like I said, if there was anything, it was minimal and I didn't notice it. Yeah, I think they probably put more time. I know that they overhauled the multiplayer and obviously the Spec Ops mode was completely new and I don't think we saw that again, which was a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm sure people will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> but I don't remember seeing it in any uh, no, I don't subsequent think I either. Call of Duty games and I enjoyed that, so that's a bit of a shame I'd say. Um, in in Modern Warfare, the new one, the Juggernaut makes an appearance about halfway through the campaign, and that Juggernaut is tough, as yes. in it just soaks up loads of damage. Um, yeah, so that was uh, I I found it to be a fun game. Um, so what was your what would you say? This is not what your best level was, but what was your best moment in the game? Is in maybe like the best kind of scripted piece or the best yeah thing that best like say I don't know thirty seconds to one minute where you were like wow this I is this is really cool would say probably I think it's um I think it's the mission I think it might be whiskey hotel or second sun I can't remember which mission it is or what it's called um but it's in the American campaign where you start the mission as Ramirez in a bunker underground and all the fighting is going on above you and then you come out of the bunker to kind of get your orders to see where you need to go and you you look across and you're basically on a huge battlefield right in front of the White House. Yeah. I think that was a very cool moment. To be to be fair, the entirety of the American campaign I love in this game because it's just such yeah, it's good. a cool concept and a cool idea that everything that happened in that that section of the game i was like damn this is really cool like this is such a a strange thing to to be you know fighting the russians on american soil like it's a bit crazy but yeah i'd say um the fight up up to the white house and then going into the oval office was really cool yeah um mine's probably a similar moment it's it's probably when when the uh, nuke goes off which sets off an emp 
over Washington. Oh, from the submarine. And yeah, the nuke from the submarine. Yeah, um, and sets off the EMP because they they didn't blast it at ground level. They blasted it above, and um, then the rain starts coming down, and yeah. obviously the elect- the electric's all gone out. That's a it's just a really quiet, cool moment. Small details think- in that too, with the fact that when you're shooting. Uh, with your M4, if you look down your scope, yeah. the the red Target's dot's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, which is really a nice touch. Mm. I mean, yeah, they they were they were really on the ball with that stuff. I think. Uh, well, well, I was going to go into something, but we'll probably leave it till later in the episode because there's a, there's a question that I'm going to ask. Okay. Um. Okay. So, going from your best moment to your favorite level, what's your favorite level? I've got a few. Like I said, most of the missions in the American campaign kind of all merge into one but i'd say if i had to pick one from that it would be the one where you're you know uh going from whiskey hotel uh similar to what you said with the emp and the rain coming out i thought that was a really cool mission and the visuals on it were very cool um i haven't really mentioned the sas side uh task force 141 section of the gameplay so i'd say the white house mission whiskey hotel or whatever it was would be one of my favorite levels and the other would be the mission called Just Like Old Times, when Soap and Price are infiltrating the Afghan caves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's got some nice set-piece moments, like when you're rappelling down the yes. cliffs and you do the takedown. That's a cool moment. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you? Um, Favourite is the oil rig. Um, yeah. I've just got a lot of nostalgia for it, probably, as well. And I really... I mean, I, you can see... This one is really they did a nice job of remastering. Um you can see all the um the ice caps in the distance on the PS3 yeah. version, but it just looks obviously more high detail um in the remaster. You've got like these these great looking oceans and you you look at the 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 pillars of the structure of the oil rig and you can see all the algae and all the um I don't know what they call you call it mollusks and yeah. sea creatures, and that's really cool. And all the rust as well. And then you you're climbing up the and it's it's, it's quite a linear level, yeah, um, very... but you're climbing up and it's just um I just think it's it really shows off the core mechanics of the game which really hold up well. And there there aren't a lot of distractions from it, so it's just a really kind of pure thing. Um, yes. Yeah, I really like that level. I don't I, I couldn't can't even put my finger on why, but it just felt quite different from all the other levels. Um, so that was my favourite level, definitely. So we go from favourite level to worst level. What was your least favourite level? Again, I've got two. The first one would be Takedown, which is when you're chasing Rojas through the favela in Brazil. I think I just found that mission irritating because a lot of the game, you're fighting against other military forces who are regimented and have their tactics or whatever, whereas in the favela, you're just fighting like a militia who are just doing their own thing and there's no tactics to what they do so they can kind of sneak up behind you they can take you out quite easily and i thought it was just a bit chaotic i didn't enjoy it as much the other mission would be the enemy of my enemy which is where you're playing a soap in the boneyard towards the end of the game yeah when you've got to get to the other side where Shepard's forces are fighting Makarov's forces and you're kind of caught in the middle just trying to get to the other side of the airport to get picked up by Nikolai. That one, again, just very chaotic and it was very much spend a long time sniping stuff in the distance to then run a few feet to get pinned down again to continue. It went on a bit too long, I think. 
Yeah, I think um, it's interesting because both of those levels, I think, have quite interesting design elements. Yeah. Like you say, the um, the militia or the rebels or uh, just the people in, um, in the favela, they uh, do behave differently from soldiers mm-hmm. and they do very much just come out and shoot you from windows, shoot you from behind doors. doors yeah. um, they can, they can just mount up very quickly and you can get over, overrun really quickly in that. Yeah. I would say that's probably my, my least favorite bit of gameplay as well, because you can't, you just kind of um, down. shooting from the hip, trying to yeah. pick people off as best you can. But there are some really nice visuals in that. Obviously we see oh, definitely. Christ the Redeemer up on the hill yeah. and things like that. It's really cool. Um, and the, obviously the design in, uh, in the, what was, it, what was it the bone the boneyard? Yeah, it's a boneyard. Uh, mission is called yeah, Enemy of the, My Enemy. It's like the uh, the, the the airplane graveyard, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what what it is, and uh, the, what's interesting about that is you've got two opposing forces, and then you as kind of like a third party. So they're going at it with each other, and often you can just wait it out and wait yeah. for them to kill each other, and then run through. Um, yeah, so that that's uh, I mean I, I, that one didn't bother me so much because it's not such a long mission, no. and like I say, you can just um, wait them out, and they'll they'll thin each other out, and then you can just pick them off. Um, but yeah, I I do agree with the favela. It's it's just a uh, and there, there's um, there's there's the mission afterwards where you're running through. You've got the big uh, radio tower at the beginning. You've got the marketplace, yeah, and you're running on the roofs at the end. That's also really really chaotic. Yes, probably racked up most of my deaths there. Um, just from being impatient and trying to run through because I couldn't be bothered to take out the hundreds and hundreds yeah, of enemies. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, so I agree with you on that one. Um, okay, so this is a new feature that we are introducing to the episodes on the podcast, and that is our question of the week. Now, our question of the week is, is the single player in Modern Warfare 2 better or worse than the single player in Modern Warfare 1? So I'm going to pose that question to you. So is is the question basically, is this a better campaign than Call of Duty? Yeah, is the campaign in Modern Warfare 2 equal to, better or worse than the campaign in Modern Warfare 1? I think it's better. And I believe the general consensus, and I might be wrong, I probably am, but I've always been led to believe that people preferred the campaign of Modern Warfare 2 they prefer the online gameplay of Call of Duty 4, but a lot of people prefer the online maps from Modern Warfare 2, if that makes sense. So they prefer the game online gameplay of uh, Modern, War- uh, Modern Warfare 1, but they prefer that in the maps of Modern Warfare 2. Um, that probably doesn't make sense. I don't know if I'm explaining that. It does It does well. make sense. I, I don't know if I'd agree with it, though. I think... I, I, don't, I don't know. I think... My perception of it is that uh, the Modern Warfare One campaign is considered to be more iconic. I don't know and why though. Modern Warfare Two. I I I got a couple of reasons. I think it is. Um, uh, Modern Warfare Two, the multiplayer and the, the co-op with the spec ops and all the kind of suite of features is much more rounded. Um, so I'll go into why I think um, Modern Warfare One's campaign is maybe held in a bit higher regard and i think it's what what you've got in modern warfare one you've got a, a more subtle story you've got um a story of this band of sas soldiers you, you've also got the americans as well 
and it's quite an intimate story. There aren't these big bombastic things happening. You do get those moments. I mean, when the nuke goes off for the first time, that's a complete surprise. You're not expecting it. Um, this isn't the kind of game that you feel like a nuke's going to go off no. and kill off your American squad mates. And then you've got all the uh, all the Chernobyl stuff, which is just brilliant. Um, and it's a quieter story. And like I said, it's not, not as laden with set pieces. But then you've got Modern Warfare 2, which is, I think, the classic case of a sequel going bigger than its, uh, than its first film. So from the off... Everything is just bigger. You're already out in the field and then straight away you're in America. You're storming the White House eventually. Um, you go into the Gulag and you end up in the mountains. It's just, it's all very big. Yes, um, I is. think it loses some of that intimacy. Um, and I think it's a shorter campaign in Modern Warfare 2, probably about by about two hours, I'd say. Yeah. And... I just want to. I just want to ask you this. This is me being curious. So, obviously, we really praised the level or gillied up uh, in Modern Warfare One in the previous Modern Warfare episode. So, do you think that any missions reach that height here? Um. Well, I mean, you've got you've got the stealth section of the game when you pick Price back up and you're um you're infiltrating the sub base, but I think. The All Gillied Up is the most memorable mission from Call of Duty 4, but the most memorable mission from this one is memorable for different reasons, because it was all over the news, because there was so much controversy, and you've got the option to skip yeah. it, which is no rushing. Yeah. And yeah. I only just realised, like, three days ago, why that mission is called that, because I didn't think there was a reason behind it being called no russian before because he's not supposed to speak russian yeah, because, because it's not supposed to implicate the Russians. americans yeah um and that that penny only dropped for me a couple of days ago um but for the listener who's listening at home do you want to explain what no russian is yeah so basically i mean we'll, we'll go we'll touch on the campaign in a bit as well because it's a bit of a convoluted story i feel with modern warfare too somewhat um so in in no Russian, you you have been handpicked to somehow infiltrate a Russian terrorist force. I don't know how an American would convincingly be able to convince people that they were a Russian, no. that they've been a Russian for thirty odd years. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, but you start off in an airport, and this is this is a time when obviously terrorist attacks were happening, and they still are happening around the world, and. You go into an airport, you've got big kind of automatic weaponry, and you just start blasting on everyone. There's a ton of NPCs there. You're opening fire on everyone. Um, there's cops there, you're shooting them. Basically, you're partaking in a terrorist attack, and by the end of the level, if you shoot, you don't have to shoot. No. Um, if you shoot, although towards the end you have to shoot because you've got the SWAT, SWAT well, the equivalent of SWAT, um, trying to shut you down. But if you shoot people, you're going to rack up literally um, probably around 100 kills. Um, yeah, of just civilians. Yeah, and no one's fighting back to you. So it really, it's an uncomfortable level. Yeah. And, and that's why you have the option to skip it as well. At the start of the game, it gives you an option to say there is one mission it does. here that you can skip it. 
and you can understand why and that's why this mission was all over the news and why there was so much controversy around it because I don't think something like that had been in a video game before had it really uh, not not in something so mainstream no. that everyone and their grandmas were buying it yeah <laughs> Christmas um I remember well this time when I was playing that mission I kept uh <laughs> try, trying to knife the Russians um and then I kept getting fails yeah, because fail, of it and then uh then there was one bit where I was just hiding behind something and then they just started attacking me and because I was being too passive yeah they said that I was a betrayer to the motherland or something <laughs> and then it got to the end with the ambulance where you get in and obviously you know what's going to happen they're going to betray you and I just hung back for ages but I realized nothing happens until you get in that ambulance no. so you have to get in um yeah that that I mean yeah I think you're right that's probably the most um, iconic memorable mission um I would argue that's not one that probably following games wanted to pick up and put in their game no, because of all the so. uh, the flack they got for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think th- this is this is what I think. I mean, uh, and and it may or may not be in line with what other people think. That's fine. Um, I think Augilid Up is probably the best Call of Duty mission. Full stop. Um, out of all of them, yeah, I think it's so brilliant. Atmospheres just on peak. Yeah, and I think I prefer, generally speaking, the tone and the story of Modern Warfare's campaign, but I find Modern Warfare 2's campaign more fun to play. Yeah. So that's kind of where I fall on it. I think from start to finish, I have more fun with Modern Warfare 2's campaign, but I don't think there's a single mission that kind of reaches that height. Um, I mean, sniper levels in games were invented because of uh, All Gillied Up. And it's the reason why you're kind of expecting a sniper level in Modern Warfare 2, but you don't really get it. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say was, was that the story is just... When I, when I replayed it on PS3, first of all, I was really confused. Because, like, stuff happens with Shepard, who's an American, who seems to be instigating all of this somehow. Um, which doesn't really entirely make sense to me. Obviously, there's stuff happening with Makarov. And by the end of it, I mean, maybe I wasn't paying much attention when I replayed it on PS3, but I wasn't sure if Makarov was dead or alive. (laughs) I was confused. Um, And I wasn't sure what Shepard's... I mean, mean, Shepard goes into his motivations about his squad members being killed by the hundreds and no one did anything. But there's no way that you can... I mean, it's implied that Shepard controlled global politics to this level but there's no way you could do that is there no i mean i just i found the whole story to be i feel like the story in um, modern warfare is more straightforward but a bit more intimate whereas modern warfare 2 i just often was left thinking right i'm really confused as to what actually is going on right now it's like what you said in the call of duty 4 episode i think i think you said it in this episode that the the squad that you're playing as a kind of poses a bit like superheroes like they're going to save the world and there's a level of kind of you you can't believe this is happening about it and i think that you really have to put that into full force with modern yeah. warfare 2 because it's so people, much more it? balls to the wall you know yeah. the the idea of um a terrorist act happening and then the Americans being framed for doing it and then the Russians just invading America 
it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous, like the, the new going off over America and then, yeah, the Russians literally invading. I thought it got a bit too uh, beyond the realms of possibility. I think that's I why mean, I love it, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great fun. It is. It really is great fun. And, and it's, it kind of uh, leans into sci-fi a bit in terms of uh, some of the stuff that happens, mm, yeah. posing these scenarios that I don't know how likely they are. But I would guess not very likely. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, this time around, it's two people literally against the world, and they pull it off. So you've got these two British um, superhero characters, Soap and Captain Price. And as much as I love that as a Brit, I think yeah, is it? Is it? You got to suspend your disbelief a bit, 100%. don't you? It's funny because you just made me think that there's there's a bit of a shift between these call of duty games and other call of duty games in the in modern in um call of duty 3 for example you're with a squad the whole time you're not doing anything on your own the whole point of call of duty was that you were in these like squads moving up you might be the one leading it but you've got i don't know 20 people with you most of the time in call of duty 3 yeah um they've gone back to that a bit haven't they i mean i don't think you've played world war 2 have you no, I didn't play that. World War Two is very much you have to rely on your squad a lot more. So there's one person because um, with World War Two there isn't regenerative health. Um, so you've got one good. squad member that has med kits with him, one squad member that has a bit of extra ammunition, and you have to rely on them and move up with them. So I think they kind of start. Well, I think they started to go back to that a little bit more now, and it will be interesting to see if they do include that in. Um, Call of Duty Cold War, which comes out in a couple of months, but that there is a, a a big shift between them. I agree with you, and I feel like modern the new Modern Warfare is much more similar to the scope of Modern Warfare One. It's 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 a bit more grounded, mm. and I like it for that. I thought that I really enjoyed that. Um, it it's just it's just an interesting thing because with Modern Warfare One, even there, yeah, you had to suspend your disbelief. I'd say it was a more intimate story, but yeah, Modern Warfare 2 blew the doors open. And but Modern Warfare I think 3 that, even more so. Yeah, because it, it leaves you with a problem. It's like, okay, you've just um, defended the White House <laughs> from the Russians. Where do you go in the next game? Where can you go? Can you get bigger than that? Yeah, um, so you Warfare either go smaller basically again. basically World War 3, isn't it? Yeah, well, and then we start blowing up the Eiffel Tower. and <laughs> Yeah, and Munich. Yeah, so New York. It's um, it's 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 one of those things. It's always a problem with with sequels. Um, you go bigger, mm. but then where do you go after that? Because you can usually pull it off for one sequel, but you either have to pull it back afterwards. It's a problem that I've had with the Alien series for a very, very, very long time. Alien One, brilliant, utterly brilliant. Alien Two, massively entertaining, much bigger than the first one, but doesn't have um, I I I don't think it's uh, as good. And then after that, what do you do? Do you go back to the formula of the first one, which was intimate and subtle, or do you keep getting bigger and bigger? And I think they've struggled with that for a long time. Um, okay, so that was our question of the week. So where, where do you fall in the end? Um, and obviously that's down to you and it's down to every one of our listeners as to where they fall. So where do you fall on this question is of which campaign is better? Modern Warfare 2. I just Fair prefer enough. it. Is like we said, the the first one's more uh, intimate, but I just I just really like this campaign. I think it's great. It is. It's 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 really it's entertaining. 
I think critically I'd, I'd lean towards Modern Warfare. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of what I'd want to play, Modern Warfare 2. Anything to not play um, the Ferris wheel. Yeah, never <laughs> but again. Ever again. <laughs> okay, so, as we said towards the beginning of the episode, this is number 69 on the list, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, with a score of 94. Does it deserve its place on the list? Yeah, I think so. I think that from discussing it here, I've come to realise that Modern Warfare 1 and Modern Warfare 2 are vastly different games. And can you remember what place Call of Duty 4 was on this I list? I think it was 74. So it, it doesn't surprise me that this game is a little bit higher than its predecessor just because I think it's a lot more fun and I think it came out at the right time as well because with Modern Warfare 1 there was a lot of um, things were really kind of just not just amping up for online shooters because you had games that came out before it like Halo Um, it was the first I'd say really truly mainstream one though I think yeah I, I guess so and I think Call of Duty 4 really pushed that aspect of the game and then Modern Warfare 2 came out when people were really enjoying online shooters and were really having a lot of fun with them and the online portion of this game is great all of the maps are fantastic the different modes are great and it just feels really good you can change your call signs you can change your emblems you can prestige unlock new guns Modern Warfare 2 online is fantastic and I say that as someone that doesn't like playing online games because I suck at them. But I think it came out at the right time. It was a good story. It was kind of surrounded in um, controversy because of New Russian. But as the saying goes, any press is good press. And I think that really helped it as well. Yeah. And it's just well made. gamers. Yeah. I think we've been having a conversation a lot recently because we've been playing a lot of sequels. And I think we've been having this conversation of innovation versus refinement. Yeah. I think we've got that here. Um, Modern Warfare 1 was the innovator. Modern Warfare 2 was the refiner of the formula. And I suppose, I mean, it's a really hard uh, question of which would you rather play, the innovator, the one that kind of started it all. And you could very much say that Modern Warfare was the innovator of many, many modern day shooters um i mean you could go back even further and say other games with that but i think uh, it's one of those at least Mm. and the refinement of that which was modern warfare 2 which owes everything to modern warfare 1 as we said gameplay didn't advance really at all um but what you've got is a new kind of setting new features so it's a refinement of that formula now i i i i I think it does deserve its place on the list definitely but I would say, I think the placing, I would say that if I think Modern Warfare 1 is a better game, but I think I would rather play Modern Warfare 2. So I'd probably just switch their places. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I I mean, and I, I'd, I'd go far enough to say this game would be in my top 20, maybe not top 20, top, top 30, because I, I just find it really fun. And that's the main reason that I play games is to have fun. And for a good story, usually, and the story isn't amazing, and it's like it's not super deep, and you know you've not got the Last of Us Part Two levels of 
you know, depth, but it's just <laughs> it's just fun. I don't I don't know if that word was used ironically or not. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just good fun, and that's what I like. It is. It's bombastic. Yeah. Kind of um, sugar rush uh, energy injection stuff, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like the SAS stuff. Oh, the um, the Marines. Yeah, it's just it's 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 yeah, it's like that kind of machismo stuff, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, would you rec- recommend it to players that haven't played it? Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 again good fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another word I can use, but it's very much like if you don't go in expecting this is going to be the best deepest shooter I've ever played with a really in depth story, then you're not going to be disappointed. It's got some very high points. It's got a few low points as well, but. It's it's a short game. You probably complete this if you really wanted to in one sitting. You can. I wouldn't recommend I did. it. Um, you did. I did it with the PS3 version. I just did it in one sitting. Yeah, you know, you, you can do that with this game. It isn't too long. It it knows when to to wrap it up. I think if they have continued this for as long, like the extra two hours as Modern Warfare One had, I don't think it would have been as effective. It tells its story. It gets it done. And it's out of the way, and it's nice and neat. So I, I'd easily recommend that, that game to anyone that hasn't played it before because you'll just have a good time. Yeah, this is, of all the games we've played, probably the easiest recommend that I could make so far because you've just had the remastered version. So you've got a nice up-to-date version visually. They've got all the bells and whistles that you might expect. And I don't think shooters have come along a huge amount since this game. So if no. you played this game now... I don't think you'd be thinking, oh, really miss this feature that we've had introduced since then, because have we? Yeah. Um, to me, this is like, this is the game that you put on on a Friday night. It's like the film that you put on on a Friday night. Um, you just want to unwind. You want to kind of switch your brain off, have some popcorn, and you stick this game on. It's like popcorn movie stuff, Yeah. which is great. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that. And this game is You just need to switch off and of just let loose with it. Yeah, not every game can be The Last of Us 2 or no. something that's kind of very uh, demanding of you. Um, okay, so that was Modern Warfare 2. And what have we got coming up next? We are going to be playing next time Super Mario 64, which has just had its re-release on the Switch as part of the Mario 3D All-Stars pack. So we've both started that. I've never played it before in my life. So it should be a very interesting episode, especially if you've got a lot of uh, nostalgia and good memories for it, because obviously Super Mario 64 is very highly regarded as one of the best games ever. So it should be... I think it's, I think it's regarded as one of the um, most innovative games ever. Yeah. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't necessarily say one of the best games ever. One of the best games for its time. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think its flaws are quite well known as well. Yeah, it's very flawed, but this game has got a huge fan base. People our age, like yourself, that grew up playing it. So for me to come in as a rookie at the age of 29, never having played this game before, having no memories of it and kind of no particular investment in the Mario franchise, 
I think it should be quite an interesting episode. We both started it already, so we're uh, we're well into it. So yeah, I think it will be a very interesting episode to join us for. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. And yeah, looking forward to discussing it. Indeed. Okay, let's sign off there. Yep. So where can people find us to get in touch as usual all the places twitter facebook instagram you can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com you can leave comments on the youtube um versions of this episode on dan's youtube channel the subtext and if you are enjoying please um, consider giving us a follow or a subscribe on whatever platform it is you listen to us we really appreciate it and yeah, we just hope you're really enjoying the episodes. Hope that you're uh, you're taking something out of it, and hopefully, some of you might be playing the games alongside us. So yeah, yeah, we, we appreciate you, and we appreciate you listening. So thank you. And go ahead and share with like-minded people that may also enjoy it. Indeed. So yes, we will see you next time for Super Mario sixty four. Cheerio. See you on the next one. Bye bye.